Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Hello, calm parents, and welcome back to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam, and here we share practical tips, useful insights, and words of encouragement to help you parent your teen and have a calm, peaceful relationship with them. And today, I have my friend Carol Smallwood with me. Hello, Carol. Nice to see you. Hello, Dr. Cam. I'm going to read your bio real quick. So a certified transformational health and life coach. She works with professionals who try to take take control of their health, but can't do it by themselves. Hello, me. She helps them get motivated, gain control and confidence, and change their healthy habits for good. During her career, she was an executive and she lived this journey. She gave everything to her career and a lot of us moms give it to our career and to our kids and we are left with negative percent for ourselves and is showing them with her passion and knowledge for a healthy healthy habit change, how to make meaningful lasting changes in their health and life without having to sacrifice what is important to them. Again, Yay. Welcome, Carol. I can't wait to hear what you have to share with us. So first start out, what is a certified transformation, transformational, I can't even say it, health and life coach? And what got you into doing this? Tell us a little bit more of that story. Well, you know, it all started with that whole career thing, right? I was sitting in my office after a disastrous meeting in the boardroom. And I just, you know, put my head in my hands and just cried Mm. silently because nobody could hear me because, you know, I couldn't appear weak and I was exhausted. Mm. I was depleted. I had nothing left to give. And, you know, for me, um, I was a binge eater. So I had a secret junk food drawer and I would always reach into that junk food drawer. And for me, my kryptonite peanut M&Ms, like the Costco size peanut M&Ms. And I found myself really kind of dipping into that more and more and more. Mm. And I finally realized I can't continue this way. I, something has to give, there has to be a better way. Yeah. And so um, I did something kind of radical and I enrolled in health coaching school. And so if you're going to do it, you might as well just do it big. I I went big, right? (laughs) That's great. Go big or go home. Yeah. So over the next two years, I studied and I researched really the best methods and techniques to take control of my life Mm. and put myself first and reach my health goals. And, you know, I practiced and I made a ton of mistakes. You know, when you take like one step forward and 15 leaps back. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, through all of that, I found a better way and I designed my Create Your Healthy Habits map program Mm. to help professionals take control, put themselves first, reach their health goals and avoid all the mistakes I made. And then it won't take them over two years 
to get the results that they want because they're going to have a map. So tell us a little bit more about this map. So a map is motivation, action, and permanent. Mm -hmm. So through my program, I help you with your motivation to make a change that you want to make. Okay. And then we come up with the actions um, that you can take personalized because every person is different. What motivates every person is different. The actions that they take are different. And then we move into how to make those habits permanent. And that's where generally most people can find the motivation and they can take action, but it's that last permanent thing that seems to be the one thing we just can't get. Like, you know, one of my clients is that I'm just tired of losing the same 20 pounds over and over <laughs> yeah, and over. I know. <laughs> and finding an extra five every time. After That's this. right. So what is the trick? Because that is definitely the permanency. And I think with New Year's coming up, everyone feels that because we all make these New Year's resolutions and we're fresh off and we're excited. And they always say, you know, the busiest time at the health clubs, well, not now, I guess, but are right after New Year's. But that's when we stick. And most people, pretty much their, their New Year's resolutions are out the door by like the second week in January, right? So how do we get that permanency if we have, we know what we want, we've got a plan to do it, but how do we make it permanent? Well, you know, Dr. Cameron really starts with, at the very beginning, really diving deep into yourself mm -hmm. to understand why you want to make the change. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about fitting into the skinny jeans in the bottom of your dresser drawer. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. What is that really deep, deep, deep down reason you want to make a change in your health? Some people is, I want to move into a healthier retirement. I want to play with my kids and my grandkids. Mm -hmm. You know, but what is that deep reason for you? Okay. Because without that, you can make all the New Year's resolutions you want to. But if you don't have a really driving reason that you want to do it, you're not going to stick with it because it doesn't mean anything to you. Right. But you really have to take the time to dig deep. Mm. It's not a superficial thing. It is like, keep asking yourself. And I go through this with my clients. Why is that important? And why is that important? Mm -hmm. And when you get really down, it's like, oh, that's why it's important. So, and for everybody, it's different. Right. That's one of the things too, I talk to parents about with their teenagers is we try to motivate them a lot of times by, we're going to take this away or, you know, something very, or you're going to earn this very kind of shallow thing to try to motivate them. And I talk about, you need to get to their reason. Why are they personally motivated? So how would you tell parents, like kind of how would parents guide their teens to find that deeper reason why, that deeper motivation? You know, it all comes, comes with, you know, those conversations and continuing to ask yourself, why is that important? Mm -hmm. And why is that important? 
And if you go, can go through that, why is that important about five times? Mm -hmm. You start digging down into why is each one of those little steps important? And right. then you get down into the deep. And I kind of want to riff on, you talked about um, trying to motivate them with taking something away. Mm -hmm. And one of the things with approaches like that, be it in parenting, because I'm a parent, being in parenting, being with your health, deprivation or um, coming up with things as, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? As punishment to motivate mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Constant, the yeah. problem with that is it creates stress. And when you, when you bring stress into the picture, stress does all kinds of crazy things to your body. And one of the things it does, if you're trying to say lose weight, it shuts down your digestion. Mm -hmm. So your sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight, it's activated. Mm -hmm. And when your fight or flight, when your sympathetic nervous system is activated, you're not digesting anything you are on that your cortisol is up it forces insulin up you hold on to that weight because those tell your body hold on to that weight so when you bring all that stress in mm -hmm. it never works as motivation it generally backfires because what happens is you start that whole self-judgment thing and when you start judging yourself and all that negative self-talk starts you're on a slippery slope there yeah. because you never can bad talk your way out of it. You need to start filling your brain and your teen's brain with the positive things about themselves. Yeah. With the things that they can do, can do. and the things that they're great at and stop all the self judgment and all the negative talk because that just defeats the purpose. Yeah. And I, I, I love hearing that because I think it's so important to do, but I think our, our society's built off of generating stress. And I know people that they create their own stress because that's what almost drives them in a way. Like they don't know what else to do. So they, they create this stress because that feeds them some sort of energy. It's negative self-defeating energy, but it's energy nonetheless. And we're so trained to create this and to beat ourselves up. And I talk to teens all the time that beat themselves up because that's what they've learned. That's what they've heard from, a, you know, their parents and adults around them. And they believe that that's the way to motivate yourself is to tell yourself basically your crap if you don't do it. And so how do we get out of this vicious cycle of, of being, of stressing out and being self-defeating? Well, I'll start with two things. One is I am a huge journaler. Mm. So really dumping all the crap out of your brain mm -hmm. onto paper. And I'm not talking about your computer. I'm talking about the act of writing because mm -hmm. it actually works better than a computer. And so start dumping all that stuff here. Yeah. And get it out of your brain. Yeah. 
But you know what? Follow that with all the positive stuff. And gratefulness is an amazing practice. Yeah. And people kind of, I mean, it's maybe overblown now. People <laughs> poo-poo it, yeah. especially this time of year, right? But you know what? It works mm -hmm. because there is so much to be grateful for. And when you start thinking about all of those things that you are grateful for, it could be warm sheets. You know, it could be having your sweater on on a cold morning. Yeah. Anything. And that it can grow and grow into those big things that you're grateful for. But when you really start that, and teens, it's important because it's so hard to think about the things you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. But just stop and look at the world right now and imagine, wow, we have food on the table. Many families don't right now. Wow, I have a home with heat. Many people are losing their homes. Yeah. So start imagining all that and then kind of reach out in your communities and figure out how can I help? There's a whole service, you know, through AARP where you can call um, elderly that are in their homes that, that are, can't get out just to talk. Yeah. There's a whole movement right now of people writing letters mm -hmm. to people in nursing homes that can't have visitors and they love them. Yeah. So write a letter to somebody that can't get out of their house right now. You know, there's little things that you can do. And so the great thing about that is you feel great for doing it. Yes, absolutely. And so does the other person. Mm -hmm. So if you write a letter, the anticipation of the other person receiving the letter just lifts you up even more. It does. And things like that. And I, I, I love that too. And for the people that feel like, oh, this is so like the gratitude is so woo woo and stuff like that. There's actually neuroscience has shown that it changes the wire in wiring of our brain. It changes it. So they see that. So it becomes more positive when we find and see more things that are positive. Um, and also when you're grateful, you can't be negative and grateful at the same time. So it at least replaces that. One thing I want to just add real quick though, is I think a lot of parents get very upset. Like they, you know, they complain how entitled their kids are. They're not grateful. And so becoming grateful becomes almost like a punishment. Like you should be grateful for this, you know, and it almost becomes a shaming thing. And to be careful about doing that, it's more about modeling being grateful. It's about, you know, having, I know we did for a while, I know other people that have done grateful jars where you just put a little thing in there that you're grateful for. It becomes a, a family group positive experience, not a shaming, why aren't you grateful for this experience? Mm -hmm. So I just want to really put that out there because it can have a negative effect if we address it the wrong way. Yeah. But what you're saying is so incredibly powerful. And you know, it could be a family activity, mm -hmm. you know, doing something for anybody in your community. You could go pick up trash in your neighborhood yeah. as a family. Mm -hmm. And so you're modeling to your children this is, this is a, a good thing to do for our community. And they're like, oh, wow, 
Yeah. Mom and dad are out here doing this. Feels good. You know, it's just, there's so many things that we need right now. Today's Giving Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So, and it, not all giving is monetary. There's yeah. so many ways to give back to your communities and start local. And just having that connection with the people in your community and know that you're giving back really does change the wiring in your brain. It's, um, it's a wonderful feeling. It does. It is, it is amazing. And I know that like my daughter and I will do stuff like that. And she has, she probably enjoys it even more than I do. And I just enjoy watching her enjoy it so much. Um, but I know so many um, families and kids, fa parents are saying, my teen doesn't want to spend time with me. I think mm -hmm. the teens actually do. They tell me that they want to spend time with their parents. It's just finding something that's a common thing that they can all do and enjoy together. Um, so I think that's, that's the tricky part. And when you start giving, it just, it does, it fills your heart. You feel, you feel more empowered. You feel more confident in yourself and you feel like, wow, I've done something, which we really want to encourage our kids to do. Yes. So Carol, you have a map. You have my healthy habits map ebook, the five steps yes. to create this. Can yes. you tell us a little bit about that and where we can find that? Well, um, right now the link on my website's broken. Oh, awesome. So, <laughs> I love technology. I'm <laughs> yeah, so grateful for technology. <laughs> so you can just email me at carol at cgshealthcoach.com. I'll get that right out to you. And it's just um, kind of a roadmap, if you will, to help you start creating some of your healthy habits. So it's five steps to do that. And um, I would love everybody to, to have that. You can give it to people for a Christmas gift. If there you, want. you go. I love that. So I'll have that link there as well. So people can find it so they can reach out to you. Then Great. what is one last parting word or a gift of, or encouragement, word of encouragement or advice that you can give us? You know, one thing I wanted to, to share with everybody, especially when we're talking about stress, stress of the holidays coming up, mm -hmm. and that's always a stressful time. Um, and it's about your breath. And there is a way to calm yourself in one to two minutes. And if we have a little time, I'd like to walk people through that. Please do. Yeah. It's all about, um, we're going to trick our central nervous system. We're going to trick it because usually when you're very, very stressed, you breathe very shallow, you do chest breaths. When you're relaxed, you do more belly breaths. So if you're feeling stressed and one thing you can do right before you eat is if you do this, then you can really rev up your metabolic power mm. because you're going to de-stress and you're going to up that parasympathetic, your rest and digest. So if you put your hand, one hand on your chest and one hand on your belly, we're talking about belly breaths, not chest breaths, because the, the diaphragmatic breathing is what calms you. So what this is called the five, five, seven breath. And so I'm going to walk you through. You take a deep breath in, count of five, to about two thirds full of your breath. You're going to hold it for five, then you're going to release it, fully release it 
to a count of seven. And this is all through the nose, okay? Mm -hmm. So take a deep breath in. One, two, three, four, five. Hold. One, two, three, four, five. Release. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Once more. In through the nose. One, two, three, four, five. Hold. Five, four, three, two, one. Release. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And when you do that, you want your, you want to feel your tummy, your hand on your tummy go out because you're holding this so you make sure your chest isn't going out. If you do that for five, five times, you will find you have relaxed yourself. And you can do this in any situation. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're feeling stressed, if you just do this five, five, seven breath, big belly breaths, through the nose, mm -hmm. you're going to relax yourself because your your nervous system is saying, "I thought I was stressed, but I'm breathing like a relaxed person, so I must be relaxed." Yeah, and it works. Absolutely. Even if you can't get to sleep, it's a great thing to do if you can't get to sleep. Oh, that's great. That's great. And I know, particularly now, we're going to really need that because uh, with COVID, first of all, and now going into the holidays, where I think we all kind of. Oh, our expectations of ourselves goes up tremendously. Um, and we have very high, a lot of shoulds coming at us. So I think being able to breathe and just really step back and say, what is it that we want to do? What is it that we need to do? Not a bunch of shoulds in comparison with everyone else, yeah. right? It's, it's about your family, not everyone else's. So yeah, we should you. all over ourselves, right? We so, should all over ourselves. All over ourselves. Uh, so yep. we should. Yep. And we pass it on to our kids and they start shitting too. And it's, right. <laughs> it's not good. So we want to end that. So Carol, thank you so very, very much. Thank I feel good you. already breathing now. And uh, hopefully we can talk again soon. I hope so. All right. Thanks talk so much. All right. Bye, Carol. Bye. -bye. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.